0: Welcome back to Head the Sock Lives. Anthony is here with me as usual. Hello, Anthony. Hey,
1: hey, 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 hey,
0: hey, 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 man. <laughs> what the hell was that? I don't know, you know, just trying different stuff. That was like, you reminded me there of there was an old sitcom called What's Happening. Okay. Um, and it, there was one character, Dwayne Wayne, and Whenever they said hello to him, he'd say hi, 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 hi. That oh, was his. Okay. That was his catchline. Hi, 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 hi.
1: Never uh, saw it. Never that saw it. No, it was surprise, surprise.
0: Yeah, no, it it was off the air. I think before you were born, certainly before you were conscious of television. Certainly. Um, I love this. Uh, I
1: love this assumption that the only television that I've ever experienced is that which I could have consciously experienced while it was happening.
0: Well, the thing is that what's happening. You know, they were, This stuff really, is recorded. It didn't really rerun. Oh, okay. Yeah, it did. It, oh. it, it, it did not get any strong like syndication reruns. And so there I wouldn't have I haven't been a even situation seen it on DVD. So it's started- well in this,
1: in this example, you're right. But like I did well, grow up a, watching.
0: Okay. I'll tell you this. This will tell you if you've ever heard of it. You ever heard of a big, a heavy black guy named rerun?
1: Uh, no.
0: Okay. He was the sort of caught co- like the, 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 the most colorful character on the show. He was okay. a heavy guy and he was a dancer. And he went. His name was Rerun, and he moved, right. he he broke into popular culture. He was on like game shows and and all this other stuff. Rerun, Fred, Rerun, Barry. Uh, okay. He died quite young. Um, but if you haven't heard of Rerun, then no, you never saw that show. Anyway, no, and, and and I'm not encouraging anybody to go hunt it down because it was not the greatest 70s show.
1: <laughs> Maybe not the best use of their time.
0: No, no, definitely not the best use of their time. But if they really uh, we're concerned about the best use of their time. They wouldn't be listening to us right now.
1: Well, I guess that's why they come, right? Because we're kind of that, we're kind of that island in the sea of everybody's right, so to get serious. Boring now. Sorry, Sorry get boring. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Too, I was trying to think long. of a good uh, of a good metaphor, but yeah, uh, well,
0: uh, yeah, you, you you took a little too long there. We don't have that kind okay, of leisurely so. pace. Um, well, so you had to fire someone recently. This is curious to me. You yeah. own a salon with your wife, Giada, lovely woman. Um, yes, thank you. And uh, beyond lovely, she's very talented, very intelligent, very funny. Um, but uh, you own a, a hair salon. Uh, that's right. Called uh, Chroma Magic.
1: No, 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 that's not it. It's not Chroma. It? Oh, no. Chroma. Okay. Chroma Chroma Hair Shop. Okay. That that you can find on Instagram. All right. Uh, so at you own, I'm going to plug own... it. At Chroma Hair Shop. For okay, those of so, us, for so the forty-year-old dudes that need a, a new upmarket hair salon. Yeah, so you uh, you,
0: you, you own Chromatic and uh,
1: Chroma Chroma Hair Shop.
0: Chroma. Oh, sorry, sorry. Did you say that already? Um, yes. And uh, you you uh, are. Well, I mean, you've been closed for quite a while because since of, November. Uh, yeah, because of the the lockdowns. Yeah. Um, it's probably funny that uh, ironically you probably need a haircut. Actually, you don't, because you have no, do I don't. it at home. Correct. All right. Yeah. So, uh, what happened that you had to fire someone? I always love these stories.
1: So we had a um, we had a person working for us who was taken on as an apprentice. So I don't know if you know, but through the College of Trades, if you're an apprentice, you're unlicensed. But you, if you work in a salon, then that goes towards your training and your hours. It's kind of it's a trade essentially. Being a, a hairstylist is a trade, so it it does qualify as uh, apprentice hours and stuff like that. And when we hired this person, they had certain uh, pre-existing commitments that we were kind of cool with. We said, okay, well, you've booked XYZ. That's fine. Uh, But, you know, then the lockdown happened and then we said, okay, uh, let's get everybody back into the fold here. And then we're told that this person was going to need, and I'm not kidding you, four years worth of time off for when we returned. Like
0: you mean they wanted to be gone for four years?
1: No, no, no. They wanted four years worth of vacation time to uh, attend to their commitments that they had made. So every Wait, week let so me, we let said I
0: understand this.
1: Yeah. So, so let's wanted, say
0: they wanted now to have the aggregate of what four years would be.
1: Well, over the or course of the,
0: book they wanted to book vacation for the next four years. They wanted to it's book not even that, the next four years.
1: This is the problem. It's not that they wanted to book it it's that they already booked it before for four like years we've been, in a row for so the equivalent of about four years of vacation over the next like 12 to 18 months so we give our our junior she's not even a junior she was uh she was a apprentice so not even on the floor like hourly paid and Giada was taking her spare time to train her and to help her get her hours and then to build her up to give her the career to work on the floor and to be earning the same level of great commissions that the rest of our employees earn and so this is time out of her schedule and something that she really wanted she was going to commit to her and she kind of just expected the same thing so typically for that we give two weeks a year which is pretty standard for new hires she hadn't been with us a year and uh we said okay you can go and do your your weddings and you can do your prior engagements we have no problem with that but then hey uh we're probably going to reopen in July. We said, great. I'm, I'm all yours. Uh, My, my, the current thing that I'm doing, because everybody while they were laid off had to work uh, or do what they could. So she was doing hair uh, or working in film or something along those lines. We said, okay, well, when does your commitment with the film contract end? Oh, end of June. No problem. I'm going to be back. Great. So we can reasonably expect everyone to come back in July. Hey, so now it looks like we're going to be reopening in the next couple of weeks or so, uh, probably the first week of July if all goes well. Oh, hey, um, so uh, July, you coming back? Well, actually, I need, um, I'm taking a week off at the end of July and I have commitments, but I'm all yours August pretty much. Okay. Uh, what do you mean by pretty much? Well, every weekend I can't be there. Oh, okay. Well, Saturday's our biggest day. Yeah, I know, but I booked these things. Okay. Why didn't you tell us about that? Well, you know, uh, I, I'm booked. Okay, uh, and what about after that? Well, after that, I'm pretty much all yours. Could you please send us your dates of when you're not available? Okay, July, uh, August, every weekend. September, every weekend. Uh, November, a couple of weekends. October, a couple of weekends. December, I'm all yours, I'm free. Okay, great, well, this is a great start. January, oh, I'm taking a week off in January. Great. February. I uh, got two things. Okay. March. Oh, I'm going to Ottawa for a dance competition. April. Oh, I'm going to Ottawa for a dance competition. Oh, okay. Uh, at what point were you going to tell us about any of this stuff? Or maybe, I don't know, ask us? Um, never. And so then uh, we said, we, we said, uh, how do you, like, look, you can, if you have all these commitments, like we can bring them under the umbrella of Chroma and then maybe these weddings that you're doing can then become like chroma is there and then you can maybe we can give you your own team and we can all work under the same umbrella well i can't really do that because the other company that i'm working for the books wait a second the other company you're working for you never told us anything about that yeah well the other company since we you kind of made us believe that you were just booking these weddings like it was a side hustle oh no, no 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 i have another employer okay are you familiar with the concept of conflict of interest no okay um clearly
0: d- not that was a rhetorical yeah. question at that point
1: well, I, she said, because then we had a phone call. She said, I'm not really clear on what you mean by conflict of interest. I was like, when we hired you, I sat across from you for an hour while you read the contract. Did you not? Did you just glaze over that part? Wait and then a we second, said, wait look, a second. how many pages yeah. is
0: the contract?
1: Our contract is yeah. pretty airtight. It's like no, but how many pages? I don't know. Ten
0: took her an hour to while read she was being, pages. She, I might be exaggerating this. something st- was wrong.
1: That might be exaggerating for There's the sake lots of the big story
0: words in here
1: oh man and look hard worker was passionate but ultimately the commitments did she didn't rise to the challenge and we said look like it's very simple we'll give you a choice you can come back when we reopen or we're gonna have to reevaluate our relationship I mean you can't be coming and going we've just been closed since November you've been making money we've been sitting in our house and we're asking you like we've hired you as a full-time employee and you're and you've without even consulting us have vacations off for the end of July, for the end of January, Uh, dance competition, all this shit. And when you say I'm pretty much available, you're basically just using us as a come and go as you please. And we're giving you the opportunity. I said, why? I said to her, why be half in with two companies when you can be all in with us and you would make much more money? Well, my weddings pay for my pay for my rent. I was like, I don't think that that's going to be working for you very well going forward, because if you're not going to give us a hundred percent then we can't like it's just your scheduling is crazy and the whole time just didn't even didn't even what what she was doing your employer you signed a one-year full-time contract i mean we tell you when you're available you're supposed to be available all the time so ultimately we said, look, we'll, we'll, give you a great letter of reference, but clearly your obligations with these other, other, uh, commitments aren't, uh, in line with what we need from you. So look, best of luck and, uh, yeah. Have a nice, have a nice life.
0: And how did that you end ended on like, her end?
1: Literally, f- literally five seconds later. Oh my God. Thanks so much for the opportunity. I loved working here. Like no bad blood, whatever. Like it was almost like she was waiting for us to do it. Like she was, you know what I mean? In a sense uh, where so
0: she knew it was coming.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't malicious. Like she didn't say like, how can you, how dare you? Like, I'm going to, this is wrongful termination. Like none of that. Like I was kind of, I wasn't really expecting that, but I was kind of expecting like, oh, that sucks. Or like she was going to be, but she seemed like happy go lucky. Like la-da-da, I'll find something else. No problem. Like, and then we looked at each other and we're like, was she just like fucking with us the whole time? Like, We hired her on, we gave her the opportunity to build and establish a clientele. We're feeding her clients. We're giving her everything that she could possibly need. I mean, obviously with the lockdown, we couldn't do much, but all things being normal, she had a a wonderful opportunity to start at a salon and build her career and build her clientele. But no, the dance competitions, the fucking vacations she wanted to take, the weddings that she wanted to do, like X, Y, Z. Like, I don't think she understands that the, the point was that in order to be successful in this business you have to establish long running reliable relationships with clientele because if they're calling to say i want to see sydney oh sorry she's uh she's up on a she's on a balance beam up in ottawa it's like oh okay well uh, when's she coming back i don't know pretty much anytime
0: <laughs> well, you know so- how old how old the young woman was this
1: i think she was in her l- mid 20s like 24 25 all
0: right so still in that uh- window of of, uh, flakiness clearly uh, she doesn't understand what it i mean because people like this make decisions and they don't realize the long-standing effect it's going to have like she's taking subsistence work instead of work that can build a career and making some sacrifices along the way uh in order to like there's a cost there's an opportunity Mm -hmm. cost for everything you can't, crap. nothing is just handed to you and everything's free and clear. And, you know, unless, unless you're already rich, then you get that crap. But, that could uh, be. but y- y- she's not. And so she's, she'd rather work to p- just pay her rent than work to pay her rent and have a life. Yeah. And this is the stupid decision-making that goes on in the adolescent brain. Now 25 is supposedly not adolescent, but I think your brain is still in adolescence until about 23. Um, I think it's,
1: tw- I think your brain, t- it takes to 25 to be fully developed. So well, she's
0: right she's on, the cusp. on the cusp. Yeah. 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 She'll yeah. hit herself in the head in three weeks and say, what did I do? I doubt it. I doubt it. Also, she's a dancer and you know, they're flaky. Um, well, I'm sorry to hear that, 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 that happened to you
1: it's you know what it's again like these kinds of learning experiences are good for us as fledgling business owners because again now we can we can kind of identify who we want to take on i mean i think that as time goes by it's like the rest of our staff solid hard-working people they know that they need to bust their asses they're not just doing they're not they're doing it for themselves they're, and then they're doing it for us and everybody likes each other and they get it and they have clientele it's just where do you get off as a not even a junior trying to dictate when and when you're like, when you're going to come and go and when you're going to work. Hey, it takes like you balls. don't even have it no clout. Like, to do that. No clout, but or if just you, complete.
0: If you can get somebody who will, who will, uh, you know, uh, uh, allow that. Then you've done well. And if you don't, it doesn't appear that she gave a shit. Well, so... the problem
1: was, is that we did allow it at first and maybe we set a bad precedent because we sort of said, set... I don't know. I think that, but we were trying but to be the open. And... Was,
0: the way she depicted it to you was not the way that it actually was. She depicted it to you as having a few things she'd previously booked before coming to work for you.
1: Yeah, it, it was the same
0: stuff that she was ongoing. Yeah. And ongoing. so yeah. she, I don't think that she properly illustrated to you what she was saying. Chances I are like... she was an idiot.
1: Well, either that or it was intentional because she just wanted something to fill in, fill in her Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Let me ask you
0: something. A, Seriously. Uh, sure. you're in the salon business. Giada has yes. been in the salon business a long time. Yeah. Um, how many, uh, hairstylists are just complete idiots.
1: In our case, we're really lucky because we have a super solid staff and well, I don't wouldn't find
0: Giada to tolerate idiots, but she it's... worked in a, she worked in salons. I always get the impression that, that hair hairstylists, at least the ones I've met are just such flakes. Doesn't matter what age they are; they're just such flakes, and they have trouble filling out their name on a on a form, like they're idiots.
1: There's, well, I wouldn't. I mean, come on, I can't. Come on, I I can't speak ill. I, come on, look, I'm just gonna say that we're really we're really lucky to have the people that we do because we haven't really experienced that. I mean, we understand that when Giada
0: must have worked with morons in the past before you guys opened up your own shop. Well, Giada, everybody what, does. But you knew some of those people and you well, look, let's just the put conversations you had with them and they were idiots.
1: Well, I, but I'm not going to like, look, OK, there is. A stigma around the salon industry that because most people go directly from high school into hair school, that they might not be as worldly or as well, or well, traveled or well educated
0: into that, I don't I'm not one who thinks that education is what determines whether somebody's intelligent Pardon. or not. I don't believe that, but okay. Th- look, there's, but, there, but is, there just, is a. They're uh, just, they're just boneheads. Yeah. Ever had conversations yeah. like you know when you're getting your hair done and you get you getting your hair clipped or whatever? And the conversations that is, they, that come from hairstylists, not barbers. Barbers are different. Barbers won't talk unless you talk to them. They don't want to have anything to do with you. They just want to cut your yeah. hair and get you the fuck out. But right. hairstylists. The, the things they talk about, it's like your brain melts out your ears. They're so stupid.
1: Well, I, I've definitely experienced that kind of thing before, but that's why as business owners, we're super careful about who we hire. Like we understand that essentially what's going on is that the hair salon, uh, other than the fact that there's obviously a massive vanity aspect to it, that it's also kind of discount therapy because with our clients, Listen, like we make sure that we hire people who are good at listening and because that's what it is. You get somebody who's sat down and they're going to be there for three hours on a highlight, a big job. They're going to unload all of their shit onto that person. Well, the only skill
0: you need there is to be constantly aware of when that person has paused so you can say, uh huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like, you just have to like, you don't have have to listen. You just have to know when that person is pausing Expecting you to make a, a comment. And then you just it's, say something, something completely uh, uh, generic. It's like this guy I knew who ran a, uh, a, a store, uh, like a restaurant in a food court. He had people constantly coming in and telling him their life stories. And so he started and he would engage with them and it would take up too much time in the yeah. line and stuff. So he started just saying, good for you. So whenever somebody <laughs> said something to yeah. him, he said, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. And he also I guess called, after he also a while, you know, Coke, must... zero, zero Coke. But he, after... so he but always it was like I'd be in line and I hear him. And like the guy next to me, we talking or something and his back would be, turn around. He said, good for you. And like, it had nothing to do with the guy was saying, all he See, said like was I, good for you.
1: I just asked you where I could park up the street. Good for you. Good for you. Um... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like that. That's the best because then the person gets the message. I'm not listening to you. Course, the thing it's about it's different in a food court where the interaction typically takes 90 seconds. And when somebody's right. got, you know, three hours in a hair salon, why does it take three bloody hours in a hair salon? What do you have to do for three hours?
1: So, it, it, I mean, it's a lot. So if you're going to come it gonna in three
0: hours to tell me what it takes three hours to do.
1: Let's just say that there's a lot more chemistry involved and chemistry requires timing. And sometimes it takes that long because if, if there's, there's something called processing time. So if you're if you're putting a color on a, a person's hair and it's thick hair and there's a lot of it, then processing time is going to go up because the, the the chemicals that you're putting on the hair require a certain time to, I mean, for lack of a better term, quote unquote, cook, because that's basically what you're doing to the hair. Um, right, I'm sorry
0: I asked. All right, um, let's move I on. Could get, look,
1: we could get Giada on here if you want to if you want to get deep into it. But uh, did I
0: not just indicate I did not want to get deep into it?
1: No, but look, all I'm going to say is that, yes, the just like any industry, the hair industry is full of its majority people that although like if they're great at hair artists
0: and so artists artists. aren't aren't typically they're artists into anything
1: and chemists to a certain extent. Like there is a lot of chemistry that goes into if you truly understand the science. Don't
0: don't scare me with the notion that these idiots are working with chem- dangerous chemicals. I don't want to Well, hear they're not dangerous it. chemicals. They're I don't just... think they should be working with any chemicals except maybe cannabis. Oh, well, I don't know. I
1: feel like that might be a little bit of an archaic. I mean, as a salon owner, I, I can't really comment on that. But all I'm yes going to say not. is... Your, ha- that...
0: uh, your hands are tied, but I can comment. Most okay. most of the hairstylists I've ever encountered complete lightweights when it comes to intelligence. But anyway, <clears throat> let's move on. I want to talk about something that uh, occurred uh, last week. I guess it was after we recorded um, <clears throat> that uh, uh, Bell Media announced that they're oh. bringing back Much Music as oh, a TikTok man. channel. Now, Ooh. let's give a little background here. I've been sure. talking to Bell Media for a year and a half about my plans to, bring, to create a, a digital an online service uh, with uh, music videos and Much Music Spirit, Much Music Style um using but incorporating with uh modern social media and interactivity and hiring new vjs and training them um and uh and the the conversations were good uh until there was a complete change of management at bell the president who i was dealing with left and everyone else got fired then somebody reached out to me from the new team uh at at uh, bell the person who was responsible for much music. Um, spoke to this gentleman, nice guy, uh, <clears throat> at least he seemed a nice guy. Um, he used to work at much music, I think in publicity in some capacity years ago, so I knew who he was. Yeah. And uh, we had a conversation <clears throat> and he indicated that it was a, that what I was proposing was a good idea. Um, <clears throat> no, I, I pitch it to him as going after Gen X, primarily because Gen X and older millennials, are the people that have an emotional connection to much music? Anybody uh, younger—that's why than I'm that, here. Yeah, yeah. Anybody younger than that, if they even know what much music was, they have no connection to it, and they think it's something their parents watched, which makes it mm. immediately uncool. Right. Um, but he said they had. I was hoping that I could take the name Much Music. We could Bell and I could work together, um, and build this as the new Much Music. And they, he said he thought my idea was great, and that it will do well, and he encouraged me to keep going with it. He said, but they're uh, keeping the name Much Music, because down the road sometime, they don't have any plans currently, but down the road sometime, they may bring the name back uh, and do something. <laughs> down with <it."> the road <laughs> and through. This three, was, in this was middle of now. February that I had right. this conversation. I go out and I st- start pushing New Music Nation. I just give the, the initiative the name New Music Nation. I'm pushing it. I'm getting tremendous amount of traction on social media. People are crazy out of their heads excited about it more so than i even imagined i hope people yeah. were going to be it. i had no idea how this would be embraced people saying thank you for doing this we need this like I, I wasn't prepared for that just the level of enthusiasm that people had for this was insane um so i started laying out the plans on social media how, what i'm planning to do and i do a crowdfunder, <clears throat> as you know sorry i got a frog in my throat we're doing oh. uh, uh we did a crowdfunder. We raised, if you include the donation or the contribution investment that came in private outside yeah. of the Indiegogo, we raised almost twice as much as our funding goal. But it's even amazing. if you just stick to Indiegogo, we re- received 118%. So yeah. I'm going- well, It's to out there. This. People
1: want this. People want this.
0: They do. And I'm labeling, I gave the name of shows that we were going to do and what was going to be in them. And then last week, Bell- puts out this press release that they're partnering with TikTok to bring back much music. And they have a new logo, which is, you know, that'll get people excited. They took and, all the uh, energy and, and vibrancy out of the old Much logo. It's like, how can we take the old Much logo and make it completely uninteresting? And that's what they did. But, yeah, it uh, seems
1: like it's, it's almost deflated. Now, let me ask you this, Ed. Are they going to be playing music videos? No. Wow.
0: See that's the thing. The next day, I read a, uh, a statement by, and the thing is, the guy who's in charge of Bell's English language programming, former colleague for Much Music, decent guy, smart guy. Um, he, uh, his name's Justin Stockman. Um, a lot of respect for this guy. He, sure. uh, he uh, made a, a statement of his was published where he said they're not going to be playing music. Um, wow, they're so much. Be doing- it, it's going to be basically comedic hijinks on uh, TikTok, and they're going to talk to the youth of the nation about uh, youth issues and talk to youth about music, but not play any music. And how wow. this is Much Music, like why they didn't just keep the name Much, which they're currently running with on the TV station. Why they didn't just call it Much and do this, which would have been on brand for their for for the Much but not Much Music brand. I don't know why do you call something much music and say you're bringing back much music and then say by the way we're not going to be running music well it seems like you
1: did it you did their market research for them and prove i mean you did proof of concept and then they they shanked you
0: well but here's the thing but you don't care about no they didn't here's the thing the thing that pisses me off is if they had just considering i had had conversations with them about this if they had had the respect to reach out in advance and Say, look, this is what we're planning. That w- I wouldn't have I would have signed an NDA. I wouldn't have told it would have been nice re- and respectful to uh, acknowledge that I've been carrying the, the, the torch for this for so long. Um, then I wouldn't have been so caught off guard by that press release. Good for us, um, though. they didn't, but they didn't reach out. I sent an email to the guy, I d- dealt with a bunch of music saying, Hey guys, like you know. Friendly rivalry, no problem. Nothing, no response. But on social media, they had the shit kicked out of them because they did. people recognize. I was watching them. Yeah, people recognize that I've been working on this new music nation for a long time, and I've had breakthroughs with it. And then they come along and basically seems to be copying what I'm doing. Um, they're not because they're doing the kind of shit I would. I would poke my brains out before I did, you know, because right. the, the, they're looking. They're looking to get influencers and young people. As soon as people start talking about getting young people, you realize that this is being put together by old people. Old people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: It's so transparent. Like it's just obvious that they're trying to manipulate or to. Well, it's just, just, you know,
0: this just reeks of. See, much music, they just say much music was 40 year olds telling 30 year olds what 20 year olds want to watch. Right. This feels like 60 year olds telling 20 year olds what they want to watch. It's just. It's fairly obvious. The TikTok. Kids like the TikTok. We should do the TikTok. Like let's do just, the TikTok. We'll slap a seems, much music
1: logo on it. People will yeah. think, "Oh, I remember that." And then we'll talk about uh, anecdotal nonsense that nobody gives a shit about.
0: Like it's it's just it just seems like low-hanging fruit. Um to 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 go after like to do 1-minute clips. Apparently they're bringing back video on trial, which by the way, I have a bit of an issue. Like I kicked myself now cuz I created video on trial and then I left much music. Right. Uh, they stole it after I, when I was there on pitching it, they said, no, they didn't like the idea when I left and took fromage with me, all of a sudden video on trial happens. And That's I was going had to at the time, um, make a claim because I had the emails, uh, tracking the fact that I'd created it, but I was like, you know what? Much music. I had a good time at much music, the people running much music I hate, but everybody else there I like, and I'm going to let it go. Everything was going real well. I had my own stuff going on. I was I just let it go. Now I'm pissed off. I did because I created that motherfucker. Um, well, do you have planning, a claim now?
1: I Imagine those emails no, are probably it's long a gone.: late.
0: No yet when you claim a copyright, there's statute of limitation.: it. You have to claim it as soon as you become aware of the violation.
1: otherwise it's, it's looked at otherwise, as a, a you, consent.
0: You, you vacated it ah. um, but they're planning to do video on trial and like Intimate and Interactive and Spotlight, I, how you're going to do that in one-minute bites, I don't yeah, know. That's... I think that they're going to probably have some longer-form programs. But here's why I'm not worried. Because on social media, they had the shit kicked out of them. Everybody's right. saying the authentic uh, revival of Much Music is New Music Nation. Because right. they have nobody, associate, nobody publicly associated with Much Music in the past that is associated with this New Much Music. We're not doing the same thing at all. I am giving attention, we are giving attention to up and coming bands um, and their videos, um, giving them a spotlight. And I have to tell you, we have at this point over 350 videos logged and more that still have to be logged in our filing system. And- That's incredible. Yeah, and I'm going through them. And it's very, I, I was hoping that so many would be crap. So many are so fucking good.
1: There's a lot of talented people out there and And they're not getting the talented
0: videos like they make good videos.
1: Well, just the way that the record business is structured now, it doesn't really allow for truly talented people to come through. I mean, you've seen such a shift to people doing it their own way, doing it the indie way, running their band like a small business. And so when something like this, like New Music Nation comes up, it's the perfect marriage. Like we're the perfect platform to be able to say, hey, look, look how many talented people are actually out there let's give a little bit more attention to these folks that would most likely get passed over by a major record label who are only looking to make a decision based on the bottom line.
0: Yeah. And you know, what's funny is uh, I was contacted by somebody who I knew from the much days who's uh, who heads up the Canadian division of a major record label. Um, Just nosing around curious. Um, I don't know where that curiosity is going to go. I'm not looking to work with major labels. Right. But these the talent that I, I am stunned i actually sit here enjoying watching the videos i get excited every time i click on a new one because i don't know what i'm going to find and i always and the thing is they run so many genres like we're, there's going to be so many genres we got uh let me just pop up the the list and i'll run down the uh the category let's hear it categories so we got punk rock electronica alt rock pop pop country country alt pop uh rap uh rock metal uh heavy metal thrash metal screamo um, wow. opera we have one that's huh. opera that was really good wow um, a good video um what else we got acoustic indie rock uh hip-hop oh, comedy yeah. um there's a lot of very funny videos It'd be so
1: interesting if new music nation like took into account that there's comedy music videos, because the only thing that was comedic about the music videos was you fromaging them, but for them to be funny within themselves, I don't think there's ever been a channel that's run comedy music videos.
0: Yeah. I'm doing a show called, are you kidding? Um, Which is going to run these comedy videos with the underpinning of, we're not sure if they were serious or not. Oh, So it's like, let's figure this out. Funny, but it's very clear. With uh, many of them, they very, in de- they very definitely wanted to make them funny. Remember things like uh, the Prodigy, very you know, pretty fly for a white guy, you know. Funny? That
1: was that was Offspring.
0: Offspring, Offspring, not Prodigy, Offspring. The
1: Prodigy was, uh, I think, they had a song called "Smack My Bitch Up."
0: Um, maybe they couldn't run that today. For um, <laughs>
1: yeah, just so you don't want to make that, you don't want to confuse those two bands. Offspring are definitely so way more lighthearted. Funny.
0: There's a band called the Shit Bats.
1: Oh, nice! Um, I think I've heard and of they're
0: good, but their stuff is 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 very intentionally funny. Um, there's one band who says your new girlfriend is a Starbucks hoe. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's one band, Wet Cigarette, that's coming up in front of me. The the album or the song is called "Being Gay Is Good for the Environment." Like, I these, love it. These are there. These are the funny ones. But yeah. there's there's uh, there's a uh, Spanish-sounded uh, like uh, Cuban rock kind of like the, the and the videos are so good. Like we right. had, had to add uh, a new uh, show to the, to the planning called video overload, which is going to have minimal VJ interaction. Like maybe every half hour a VJ yeah. will pop on, but the rest of it's going to be wall to wall music videos so that we can get these videos out there to people. Otherwise it's going to take forever because we still keep getting new submissions. So That's it's not amazing. like we got 350 and we'll get through them within a few months. No, they, they keep, they keep coming. And so I want and I, these things deserve to be seen. So yeah, we're yeah. going to do. So we have to have overload. a 24
1: hour video feed of uh, just the Almost. videos going over and over and over. Yeah.
0: We'll do video overload, which will be two or three hours of straight videos that you can just leave on. And it'll be like, you know, when they do those um, commercial free stuff on radio and yeah. the DJ would occasionally pop in. But yeah. then the rest of the time it was just music, 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 music. That's what this is going to be. Hey, and, I mean, uh, it even
1: posi- it, it, I mean, call me crazy, but does this not put us in a position whereby we might be able to charge a small subscription fee? Because if you are able to connect that video feed to a Bluetooth, you could literally have your own. It's basically turns out to its own st- music station.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: does that sound stupid? I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but you know what I mean. Like it's almost like we have so much content that if. People are loving it and it's local Canadian, whatever. Is there a way to kind of boost that by saying, okay, pay us two bucks a month and you can have access to this amazing video feed?
0: I, I, I want advertisers. I want, want advertisers, advertisers to pay. I don't want a subscription. I want okay. advertisers to pay. If we don't sense. get advertisers paying, we'll have to look at alternative methods of bringing in some revenue for this. Yeah. Um, but I want advertisers to jump on board. This, And why wouldn't you jump on board this is presenting Canadian talent, good right. music, new right. VJs, entertainment all together. It's a very Canadiana package, but it's also global because we're going to yeah. be running videos from people um, from people all over the world, and we plan to uh, it, uh, get VJs from all over the world too. Canada is just a starting point.
1: Yeah, why can't it be global? I mean, it's it's the internet, It's going right? to be global. Like, it's going to yeah. be.
0: But Canada has the nostalgia. much music and for that 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 type of programming so we're starting it in canada but if i because if i had opened this up to the world we'd have thirteen thousand videos instead of 350. uh but we are we plan to get vjs in other countries one of our current vjs is moving to australia so we'll have a you know something going on there but once this expands we'll get vjs all over this is a this is this could be bigger than much music was i hope So, so yeah and so we're at the early stages. Just the level of excitement people have. It's incredible. Insane. Yeah, it's insane. So we're not. Because music videos thing. are
1: fun. Like music They're videos good. can be awesome and fun. They don't have to be just some lame dudes out standing on a beach. Or they could be because that's hilarious. It's like.
0: Well, well there's actually one band that does a, that does something on a beach. It's very funny.
1: I know. I think we're talking about this. Was it that 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 sort of rock band? Have Ooh. you seen that?
0: Uh, no, it's a band called Bad Holiday.
1: Bad holiday?
0: They're actually, it's like a cottage country thing. And they're okay. actually playing on a raft, a wooden raft out in the, wa- in the water. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. There's one video we saw yesterday where a guy is playing uh, bass, standing in the bed of a moving uh, pickup truck. And moving There's so much fast, great stuff. Moving fast. Like, not, you know, go like, slow oh, it's, we'll speed it is up. He,
1: is he strapped in? No. Oh boy.
0: This is a band called Whiskey Dick.
1: (laughs) Whiskey Dick. Oh, that's that's a bad problem. You don't want you don't want to get whiskey Dick.
0: Dick. And the song's called "If You Loved Me." It's a hilarious song. It's it's alt country, but it's got a you know rock bed to it. And it's it the lyrics. I was laughing the whole way through. It was so entertaining. And that's the goal here, right? Entertainment.
1: Yes, that is the goal. And it's just amazing to me. It's such a great idea to just curate all the great stuff that's out there because it's like when you see something great, it's like once in a while your cousin shares it to you or look at this thing I saw. It's like, oh, well, that was cool like 20 minutes ago. But it's like now we can just be a steady stream of like constant fun and entertainment. I mean, some stuff can be heartfelt and sweet and whatever. But like I love the idea of like how much crazy awesome stuff is being created out there and how now we can be a funnel through which people can view it and it can be rely People can be reliably entertained consistently.
0: Yeah. And that's what, that's, that's what it'll be. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to, to like, I was always looking forward to it, but I never thought I would be this energized. Are you getting excited? Like never again. Yeah.
1: It's exciting.
0: Yeah. I never thought I would, even get I'm getting excited. Again. Like, it's, like I'll be. Yeah. yeah it, it, um, I, am it's good, like it's good stuff. I'm not. We're not putting out shit. It's, it's well, good you know. stuff, and these people deserve to have those videos. They've worked very. I mean, they paid for them out of pocket. They worked sure. very hard on them, creating visuals, uh, compelling visuals to go with your song. Is an art form that is completely separate from creating your song. So you got well, two I... art forms there. You got the, the music and lyrics, and you got the visuals, and that's a dual art form thing. It's it's amazing.
1: Well, you know, uh, sitting, uh, you know, sitting adjacent to you all this time. I mean, we've probably been friends now for what? I don't know, maybe five, six years. We've known each other. I think, well, I've think known this you
0: point. five or six years. We've been friends for about 18 months. For about 18 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there
1: was quite the interview. There was quite the interview process. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, at times I've kind of thought to myself like, oh, you know, what's he doing? He's, you know, I don't know if this is ever going to work. I mean, Jesus Christ, he might be treading water here, but it looks, it's starting to get exciting. I mean, I'm really, really excited about this now. So well, thanks. I've
0: been, I've been involved thanks for that. with uh, projects over the last d- dozen years. Yeah. Um, and none, I, I kind of went into almost all of them with some level of dread. Of course. Because I just had a feeling in the pit of my stomach. Am that I was wasting my fucking time. I was missing something. And right. I figured I would cross that bridge when I came to it because that had been my whole career. But right. I didn't wind up crossing that bridge. Um and, uh, you know, working with the FU Network, I realized where my weakness was, which is in, in ad- selling ads. Because it's not my thing to go out there knocking on doors. So, by the we way, if you're, listening, if you're yes. listening and you are a salesperson who will work on commission and would like to go knocking on doors for New Music Nation... Not literally. Um,
1: or literally, maybe.
0: Yeah, literally, maybe. Uh, get in touch. EdTheSock at newmusicnation.ca. But I, this, this thing feels... Right. Like, it just feels like everything in the universe is converging in the right place.
1: This time, it does feel like, especially with some of the stuff, the hashtags you've had trending on Twitter and the fact that now it's kind of positioned itself as a David versus Goliath type thing. In a way, we can kind of capitalize on that conversation, as well as the fact that we've just seen so many people submit so much good quality stuff. I mean, everybody and their uncle is going to want to be able to how awesome would it be to be like, hey, tune into the Ed the Sock Uh, tune into new music nation. Look at here's my band's video. Like up until now, I've only been able to share it with my friends. It's got 200 views on YouTube, which is a shit splat. So like, why not, you know, it's going to energize. People. And the fact that people are, are doing these videos themselves proves to you about how passionate they are and how talented because to be able to put something like that together, it's like, sure, technology is fantastic, but to at least have the artistry and the and the ability to kind of say, okay, let's bring in a real film crew or let's bring in somebody because I know this is good and people need to see it. Bring it to us because that's that's how well, it's going to happen. people
0: put their money where their mouth is. Yeah. And uh, they put their money where their mic is. And, and they don't uh, do that
1: unless it's good, right? It's,
0: like they have belief in it. And right. there's only, and so, I mean, yeah. one v- video I flagged yesterday because it's uh, a song where the guy is documenting how his, I mean, this is a fictional story, I'm guessing, uh, I'm hoping, but Fingers his crossed. young daughter gets kidnapped and then the police what? find her body in a garbage bag. Oh, and I'm like, and it's dude. not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be dramatic. And I was like, just This is just too dark. We're it trying is. to entertain people. This is just too dark for us.
1: That doesn't sound very entertaining. It sounds no, tragic like, and horrifying. Just,
0: yeah, I was like, I, I can't in good conscience put this in a, uh, a video flow of music that fe- makes, makes you feel alive. And then this horrible story comes up. New I music thought he was nation. kidding at first. I thought it was going to start out that they found his daughter and she was fine. When yeah. I got to the thing, police found her in a garbage bag. Cut. That was the end of it. I made a note on the, in the file and that was the end of that video.
1: Yeah. I mean, if anybody's worried new music nation, we do have standards.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. There was a couple others I <laughs> cut because one of them, the video was good, but I couldn't make out the, uh, the vocals.
1: You have a problem with that. I don't know if that's, I mean, how regularly are you trimming your ears?
0: The, listen, like how was, me, your, how was if your, I was hearing? to have you play uh, to hear it. You would, you would agree with me. You can't, I had okay. somebody else listen to it. Um, you the the vocals are at a level where it's that annoying level of like you almost hear it
1: you know they're singing but it's just like yeah
0: like you're straining to make out the vocals which means you're not enjoying the rest of the music or the visuals like it's just annoying it's just at that level it's just too low exactly like you're doing and being annoying it's exactly like like it's it's just too low and yeah i was expecting early on i got videos um, with, uh, poor vocals. Uh, Ooh. but they, uh, so of course gonna you're going to get, get that because if you and leave that, it no, open, you getting great ones.
1: If you I leave think- it open to people to submit anything they want, you're obviously going to get some people who are their ambition outweighs their ability.
0: Yeah. And I, and I appreciate that. And we're probably going to have a uh, show called garage where we put in things that are of lower quality because they had What's- less budget.
1: What do you call that thing at the, at the, at like target where there's like a bin of stuff where it's like super discounted major bin. Yeah. Like the, the seconds or whatever it's the called. Like,
0: bin. It's called.
1: It's gotta be something in that, in that kind of thing where it's like kind of cheeky where it's like, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. I no, don't
0: want you... to, I don't want to do that to these people because clearly they haven't had the money, but they really had the passion to try. So I don't want to shit on them.
1: I mean, isn't it, a, isn't it motivating though?
0: No, it might, it, it might be demotivated. Like I don't want to. I don't want to treat these guys who and girls who don't have the 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 bucks b- but really believe in what they're doing. I don't want to shit on them. That's no, just No, no, I'm too... not saying
1: I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm not, it's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about people who are putting out fabulous music that just is low budget. I'm talking about people who might have a big budget but they're not very good.
0: Those go on fromage. Okay. Yeah, that will still be. Okay. Um so anyway, we talked bargain
1: about bin. It. It's called the bargain bin. Oh, the Sorry, bargain right bin. Yeah,
0: yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I can't. That. that might be a
1: little. <laughs> that might a be a little, little bit. harsh. <laughs> wow. Okay, hey, we're just spitballing here. Hey,
0: everybody, <laughs> here. watch my video in the bargain bin.
1: Hey, here's some here's some submissions we got this week that that'll, we're calling uh, bargain bin specials That'll
0: give them motivation to go on. Maybe I can Stop get another trying. video in the bargain bin.
1: Hey, look. Sometimes it's the best thing for a person. You've seen guys who have like. Think about the guy who's like still at like 65 years old thinking he's going to be the next Jean-Claude Van Damme or something like that. You know what I, would I mean? I like, to see
0: a video of him. If you know somebody, well, please send it to me.
1: You know what I'm talking about, though. It's like the clearly you're never going to make it guy. So it's like maybe it's better that they know that they're bad before. I well, know. if they're
0: bad, yeah. But if they're really yeah. bad, I won't put them on. I'm not going right. to make people uh, have to endure bad music. So, so like, you're not going
1: to let me host a segment called The Bargain Bin is what you're saying.
0: We well, can host it, but I won't. I won't use it.
1: Not gonna, I can make it. Yeah, it'll wind up <laughs> yeah. in the bargain bin. It'll. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Take it, uh, it's like a. The cool Mobius thing strip. about this
0: not being TV yeah. is that we can make shows whenever we have enough videos for it. So if I want to yeah. do a a thing that you know, if I want to do, are you kidding? Where there's funny videos, uh, I can do it, and then yeah. wait until there's enough uh, enough new funny videos and do another one. It doesn't have to be every week. This, you know, and are you kidding? I can wait let's, until let's, there's enough videos for it.
1: I like that name of "Are You Kidding," but I also like the name "Funny on Purpose."
0: Um, I like "Are You Kidding."
1: Do I? I have no clout here to rename segments that you've already come up with. Do I? N-
0: no. Okay.
1: Um, okay, I'll have to start coming up with my own then.
0: Yeah, I like I like it because you can shorten it to ache. What? AYK. Are you kidding? Ake.
1: AYK. Ake. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I uh, uh, all right,
0: okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on to talk about other things. Let's take a if quick... you have a sub- if you have music you want to submit, you should submit it to submissions at newmusicnation.ca. Submissions at newmusicnation.ca. We won't get back to you right away because we're so overloaded, but if you use something your about video, these... we will get back yeah. to you.
1: We got to do something about these clunky email addresses, though. No, we point. don't. OK, listen, can we take a quick break? You have to pee again. I, I double cupped it on the tea this morning, and I, I tried going before we started. But look, yes, no, can we take a break or? All right, we'll take a break. Are you just going to talk? You're we'll talking to OK, bag. well, OK, we'll be right back. Let's
0: all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.
1: Yeah. The longer you wait, the longer you, you end up standing there
0: anyways. Well, cause, you, cause it, cause it becomes shy. A little like bit. You hold, yeah. You hold the P in so long. Right. that It's like, really, can I come out now? Are you sure? Yeah. Can I come out now? And then sometimes you have to give it like a little push, a little, a little, uh, a little force, a little to encouragement to start. And then it comes out accru- and fits and starts at the beginning. Yeah.
1: You, you, you might have it. You might have a different thing.
0: No, I do not have a prostate problem. Fuck you. (laughs) Prostate is you pee too often.
1: At what age are you supposed to start? Well, clearly, uh, maybe I have a... What what age are you supposed to start with the prostate exams? 50. Oh, good. Good,
0: good, good. Yeah, you got times until you you and your doctor start going steady.
1: I thought it was four years, but now it's... uh, Well, hopefully it's not anything like uh, Jonesy's vet and uses a glove. Anyways,
0: Of course they use a glove.
1: I know Jonesy's vet doesn't. It's weird.
0: That is very weird. Does he lick his fingers after?
1: Usually before.
0: Mm, Good to the last (laughs) drop. Yep. That's definitely a dog's asshole. Well, you know, confusion there. There is uh, a loss of sensitivity when you wear a glove. And if you really want to make sure you you can feel in case there's anything arising in there, I give him credit for dedication. I know we've talked uh, about this
1: before, but it seems like the the, the explanation. painting. He's a young vet, which is weird. I would expect that from an old school vet because that's how they would teach. A lot of young
0: vets are rediscovering old school ways of doing things. Anyway, I guess that's
1: true. I mean, look at craft beer for God's sake. Um, So yeah, sorry. Let's move on. Go ahead. Let's
0: move on. Um, Do you find Kevin Hart funny? Yeah. See, I don't.
1: I don't actively seek him out, but when I do watch him, I'm like, oh yeah, this guy's pretty funny.
0: I have yet to watch Kevin Hart in a stand up or in a movie. Where I was like, that guy's funny, because I guess I compare them all to uh, Eddie Murphy in his prime, with Delirious and uh, movies like uh, Beverly Hills Cop, um, and I'm like th- those were f- those were funny as hell. Um, Chris Rock, think, yeah, Chris Rock, Gabe Chappelle is undeniable, really good in movies. Yeah. Um, and then I come to Kevin Hart, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. He's inoffensive. He doesn't bother me like really bad comics are out there. They really bother me, that uh, right. they exist. But uh, Well, not that they exist, but they exist and got that much success. Uh, you know, nobody along the way stopped and said, wait a minute, this person's not funny. Um, but Kevin Hart is firing back at critics who say he's not funny. Now, Kevin Hart makes millions of dollars a year, no exaggeration. Kevin Hart oh, does that. extremely yeah. well. He, he does stand up. Does yeah. well. he, he does extremely well. He works
1: really hard too, or at least that's yeah. his narrative.
0: And he he does uh, movies regularly. They're not very good, but he does movies regularly. He did something with The Rock. Um,
1: there was that movie. He was in Jumanji, wasn't he? No.
0: Yes, he was in Jumanji. He was all right in Jumanji.
1: He was good in Jumanji. Everybody. Was I find good that in he's just
0: he's just loud, as opposed to really funny. I find he's loud. Anyway, little, um, but yeah, he was all right in Jumanji. The rest of the movie was so good that he couldn't ruin it. Um, But uh, he's firing back at critics who say he's not funny. And my thought is, why would you bother? Like with the money and success you've had, you got nothing to prove to anybody, including me. You got nothing to prove. Why do you give a shit if people say you're not funny? Clearly the dollars rolling in say that lots of people do think you're funny. Why would you shoot back at critics? you have any, like, why, why? I don't know. I mean, that's the part where you come in and give me an answer.
1: Oh, okay. So I get it. So look, I'm looking at the tweet here. I've been, I probably shouldn't do his voice. I've been the highest grossing comedian entertainment for years in entertainment for years. Now I have also been the highest grossing comedian in the box office with over 4 billion in earnings. I mean, that's, that should be the end of it. Right. Why do you give a fuck? Yeah, I rarely. okay. he felt he okay. He felt the need to today. Why did he feel the need to? I don't know. I mean, I've assumed that this is probably the kind of person like everywhere I hear Kevin Hart being discussed, whether it's on podcasts or between comedians or whatever, say that every show that he's on, they're like, we can't believe you're on this show. You're like the hardest working person in comedy. Like, no wonder you've made so much money. It could be my theory is that he spread himself so thin He's just having a crazy fucking stressful day. He's getting millions of people telling him he's not funny, despite the fact that he's probably reading this tweet from a private jet. So he's just like, fuck it. I'm going to say something.
0: Well, you know what? The truth is when you're a is performer, possible? maybe yeah. when you're a performer, you can get tons of praise, but that one asshole who sends in a criticism that just hits you a certain way. Yeah. That can t- take away all of the good feeling from the the thousands or more good comments like just somebody who knows how to hit you in a place where you might have some particular doubts or whatever or you just can't believe they said that to you it it can hit you that's a, that's a, that's the burden of a creative that what could be this usually the burden of a creative is not being able to pay the rent but when you're a successful creative it can right. still doesn't matter how successful you are some asshole can still throw your day off
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, humans generally tend to trend or we're kind of we're kind of default negative. We're always it's almost instinctual to be default negative. We're always looking. We're always questioning. We're always kind of criticizing things because that's like kind of a survival instinct in a way. So it takes more effort to be consistently positive than it does to be consistently negative. That's why being negative is so easy. So if you're a kind of guy like Kevin Hart, where you're probably reading Twitter uh, a lot because obviously to get that famous, there has to be like, I feel like an ego kind of to match a little bit. And it could just been the straw that broke the camel's back. If you're constantly looking at Twitter and people are saying, fuck you, you're not funny. Eventually that's probably going to push you over. Uh, th- th- there's a button that's going to get pushed and you're going to say, I'm a fucking multi, like clearly the money and the fame aren't as important to him as what people think of them.
0: Yeah. And I, and, the thing is, it's pretty clear that a lot of people think think a lot of him, but uh, yeah, I just don't understand it. Like, I don't find him funny, but I, I don't begrudge him his success. I there didn't think Dane Cook was I begrudge funny. Begrudge success? You don't think I didn't he was think
1: funny? Dane Cook. I didn't think he was funny. I well, where he is just... he now? <clears throat> I don't know. Cooking?
0: Exactly. <laughs> I never thought Dane Cook was funny. He was an internet sensation. He remember like, when he
1: came around and everyone... He was kind of like the jock like a, bro comedian.
0: He was like a pet rock. He was something that people thought was interesting for a while and then in, back the in the I closet. Um, yeah, he,
1: did, he didn't have a longevity, unfortunately.
0: No legs. Wow. Um, now, speaking of legs, this is a weird story. It has oh, yeah. to do with spread legs. And oh. uh, HBO Max and DC do a Harley Quinn... Cartoon series rated R for adults. Oh, they do? Yes.
1: Oh, fuck me. I should watch that.
0: And they uh well, you can watch that, but I'm not fucking you. Um, they uh wanted to include a scene of Batman going down on Catwoman. And DC Comics said, No, you can't do that. And when asked why, they were sort of like, because that's not what a hero does. Um, no, I don't think that's what they actually meant to say. I think they were just sort of flabbergasted that somebody thinks you could take DC's crown jewel, uh, right. and and put that, that be- have him, you know, going down on Catwoman. Like, right, even people say that it's an adult show, sure, but that scene gets captured and put in a, in a gif. Um, that scene, uh, it's that little, forever that clip just exists yeah. forever, and kids will, stop, will will trip upon it. And my, my thought is, look, superheroes, while many adults, myself included, enjoy superhero fare, these are ultimately children's characters. right? And you should, why are you, like, what is in the head of this producer that they thought it was a great idea to have Batman going down on cat? Like, what juvenile shit goes on in their mind that they think this is appropriate? For the character like when you're given characters that have uh, you know 80 years of history, you're given a sacred trust, you can't fuck with them like this, and or in this case, oral sex with them with this Like it, I, I just don't understand the mindset, and then they go forward and say, Look at us, we were gonna make this of course the corporation said you can't do it. It's a per, it's a brand that has to be carefully managed. So I have no sympathy for these people. I think they're a bunch, they're acting like a bunch of fucking children.
1: Well, it's obviously just a, ch- it's like, it's, it's a juvenile fantasy. And now someone who watched Batman and thought like, Oh, I wonder what he bangs like is now in charge of writing Batman stuff. So it's like, okay, once the fa- once the kid who is the fan becomes in charge of things, I mean, it's a good thing Jon Favreau wasn't doing that kind of stuff when Iron Man and shit, you know, well, and cause they, they could go pretty fast to
0: have, re- you have to show that you have respect for these characters, that you take them yeah. seriously, not as real, that they're real but that you buy into the reality in that suspended suspension of disbelief. So I think this is also why would Catwoman want Batman to go down on her? Those horns, those those bad ears would be poking her in the abdomen the whole time. Also, so, wait,
1: it was like in the it was like they were both wearing the costumes.
0: This is this is the understanding. Yes.
1: Well, yeah, it's not very practical unless it's like the unless it's like the uh... The kind of cheapy halloween costume batman one because those i used to wear well, the, these like, are, these are
0: cartoons right so it would be would batman. they be hard
1: is it assume they're hard plastic or is it some sort of material that is flexible like that would just sort of end up
0: i can't imagine batman's ears like bend like i just can't imagine that they, they bend that would be like you know kids would play with them and stuff it would be hard to be imposing and scary if people know that you can just, <laughs> just flop around the in the breeze ears. like yeah. it looked like
1: free philly kind of did the free willy thing where the fin was kind of laying over well like you know those wavy
0: tube men outside uh yeah. wacky a wacky arm flailing yeah. Tube men. yeah, yeah so he's, he's trying to scare them his, his ears <laughs> it doesn't going, really yeah. doesn't really
1: inspire fear if those well, things I'm pretty are sure floppy, those are rigid but ears they have to be rigid well i don't know depending on the angle of attack i don't think they would come into play i'd be more worried about like the cowl like the the eyebrows, nose. Well, it situation. might
0: chafe. It would, it would. I think it would chafe.
1: It would probably chafe. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, right. what's what's going on with her in the suit? Is there like a zipper, or is like what? Well, I how do does think it's work? a
0: onesie. So it's a onesie, be like so. completely naked. Or yeah. in this perverted cartoon, they draw in some kind of like hatch, like a like door,
1: up. like yeah. <laughs> like it's part of the suit. Like there's like a button she can hit, and it just kind of goes. And yeah, opens up. and
0: and and, and well, I mean, it's kind of funny, Catwoman. Pussy. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, I mean,
1: come on the low hanging fruit there, low hanging fruit there. I mean, that's fairly obvious, isn't it? But I mean, yeah, I'm, it's also, for all I know
0: they were going to show his low hanging fruit. I mean, I don't know what their <laughs> plan was, but uh, anyway, I think that, I mean, it, it was a dumb story and people were like, why don't they let Batman do this? It's like, think for a second, would you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like if you go on Pornhub, you can just like watch like people doing their own version of that.
0: I'm pretty sure that there's, I mean, there's porn versions of every superhero movie. I remember there was an interesting article about how they couldn't stop that from happening because they call it a parody. They call it a porn parody. And parody is protected uh, as as, uh, speech or expression in in North America, for sure in the States. And so you can't shut it down because you were allowed to parody copyrighted items. Well, that's
1: good, I guess.
0: I mean, it, it, I mean, what is a Justice League, you know, a Justice League porno, it's Wonder Woman going down on all of them. You know that that's, Aww. what else, who's the other woman? Like, you know, it, it's, it, you know that that's going to be the whole thing. Like, there's nothing creative or funny about it. I imagine that, uh, you know, that upside down kiss, kiss that Spider-Man gave in that Spider-Man movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine famous. that the, in this case, he'll go a little lower and she'll be blowing yeah. him while he's hanging <laughs> upside down. Yeah. Like I, I trust me, I haven't watched these movies, but I know that that is got to, those things have got to be in the movies.
1: Execute order 69.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Remember you've Star got Wars, some have got some oh, we need to play this intro. It's time oh. for Pussy Candle News. Let's play the intro. Okay. All right. Here what go. do we got, Anthony?
1: So, I don't know that this qualifies as news but it's a story that I doing
0: this. You pitched it to me and now you're telling me it's not news.
1: So it's basically, there's a, something that we stumbled upon. Jada was watching the other night and uh, I was kind of, I was in the room, but I was, I was other, I was elsewhere at the time, but so goop put out a, I don't know, multi-part documentary. Um, and they're just fact-checking this, this article from Rolling Stone is fact-checking this documentary. And, uh, it's pretty crazy, like some of the claims they make. Claim number one. So Goop, uh,
0: people should know Goop is a company started by Gwyneth Paltrow that right. puts out, I guess, what would you call them? Supplements?
1: I would or, call it pseudoscience, health and wellness kind of. Yeah, health uh, and wellness shit. It, Creams, it, it ranges, oils, uh, yeah,
0: aromatherapy candles that allegedly uh, yeah. smell like her vagina. That's yeah. what me talking. That's what she said. Yeah. Right, um, right, so right. she's got this company called Goop. And, yeah. okay, pick it up from there.
1: Okay, so this thing kind of follows this group of people going around, and it's all about trying to find like you know their their authentic. They use terms like "authentic self," which I, I don't know. That's a I red like flag that. for me. Where's it? Yeah, where,
0: like what is your inauthentic? What the Shut fuck up. does that mean? Yeah. So, Okay. Shut so up. the first
1: one of the claims that they're making, I'll just go through and try and just to be quick about this. The first claim is that psychedelic mushrooms can help treat depression and anxiety. Uh, so they say the first episode. S- fe-
0: apparently, something about psilocybin that there's a chemical in there that could uh, help depression. But I mean, it could also make you trip balls. (laughs) I well, know. I think
1: that's through tripping balls, you have some sort of, so there is evidence to suggest that combined with therapy, MDMA assisted treatment can be effective in helping people. Remember, this is fact checking. It's not to discredit everything that's going on. It's just that you got to look at these things as like, sometimes they use stuff that could be true if you look at the right study. So it kind of adds legitimacy to some of the stuff they're selling you that is completely untrue. So it's 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 a tricky minefield to try to navigate. MDMA assisted treatment can be effective in helping people with PTSD cope with and process their emotions, uh, the kind of people that were uh, approved uh, or sorry that were on this show didn't seem like they had just come back from from Iraq, to be honest. They looked like a bunch of bored rich people. So I'm just wondering how effective this kind of stuff could could yeah, be. Yeah, their, their
0: PTSD uh, is when they forgot where they parked the Land Rover.
1: Right. So look, this is what they said. Hey, you have a Land uh, Rover, don't you? No, I do not have a Land Rover. Oh, right. I have a. I'm not that ridiculous. Come on, Land Rover. Those things fucking overpriced and they fall apart. Worst J.D. Power & Associates for initial reliability. Get Wait, it does
0: J.D. Power & Associates rate th- those expensive little espresso cups that you paid for?
1: <laughs> Fuck off. The first episode features Goop staffers communing in Jamaica to take psilocybin mushrooms to hear uh, to heal their various traumas or not. As one staffer puts it, she just wants to try it to feel more like her authentic self. Is the, okay. And- why
0: is your authentic self tripping balls your authentic self is the person before you take the That's sober that's exactly. who you are every day yes. that's your authentic that's... self the person Anything you put in yeah the person who is who's living in an altered state that's not your natural self that's no. you fucked up
1: right but well, i guess and while drinking mushroom tea and sobbing on the floor with your overly earnest money or co-workers doesn't exactly sound like a smashing good time in and itself, the practice of taking psychedelics for therapeutic purposes has received an increasing amount of attention within the mental health community. In fact, just this month, the FDA approved 10 sites in the United States to administer clinical trials of MDMA assisted psychotherapy for people with PTSD. I have, I support that uh, psychotherapy for people with PTSD. Well, Try listen, anything you can. There's,
0: if there's something that's that's uh, stood up to some scientific rigor, some yeah. medical uh, rigor and it can help you, then absolutely. Um, you know, morphine is really important for patients undergoing surgery and, and painful recovery. Um, that doesn't mean that it's okay to be just taking it regularly. Um, yeah. you, know, there, these, these, you know, even before cannabis became legal in Canada, there were people that took it for medicinal reasons because any of these, these substances can, I mean, it has an effect on, on your body. It yes. produces results. To some of them can produce uh, beneficial results if you are in, uh, if you're carrying a certain condition or, or an illness or whatever. So yeah. yeah, but I would not go out and try ps- psilocybin uh, uh, therapy uh, on your on own. A beach, on a beach in Jamaica
1: with a bunch of yeah. other yuppies. Yeah, uh, and because, call that clinical trial. Yeah, because uh,
0: Gwyneth Paltrow said you should.
1: So in addition to the legal obstacles to studying illegal drugs, Even in a therapeutic context, one of the major obstacles in attaining mainstream acceptance of psychedelic assisted treatment has been cultural perceptions of psychedelics in general. As new age BS and scenes of the goop team tripping balls in Jamaica with shamans and smudge sticks doesn't detract from that. (laughs) Oh, my God. I so (laughs) fucking hate that. I got nothing against
0: uh, shamans or smudge Uh, sticks, but I have a lot against white people co-opting that because they think it's cute that's yeah. really what it comes down to. It's, yeah. it's like having a purse dog. Like, yeah. you, like you don't oh, follow God. Native American traditions. All you do is you want to have a smudge stick and a shaman. Like, you're picking and choosing. You're making it like, like, uh, like party favors. Like, they're, they're not, you're, you're not showing the respect. You're using it as just a device. And you're not of course, no, it's for just culture. It comes. It's from. some
1: kind of virtue signaling. It's trying to one up somebody by saying, "Look how open minded I am," and really, it's not about being open minded. It's about showing off to other people about how open minded you are, and those two things get conflated far too often. I
0: would like to uh, offer to smudge somebody's house and like get a stick that bur- is made of sulfur, yeah. and so the whole house would smell like fart for a long uh, time.
1: A fart, a sulfur smudge stick.
0: And the thing is that they can't, they they won't complain because if they do, they lose their bonafides as as progressives. So they Sell can't it. say that smells like fart. They have to <laughs> make pretend that it's that it's soothing and medicinal. Exactly. And otherwise, they yeah. Otherwise,
1: they've uh, they've created some sort of social faux pas. Or they've committed some sort of social faux pas because they don't want to. fit. They could seem like they're not, not as woke. Okay, claim two, uh, vampire facials can make you look younger. Uh,
0: Wait a minute. We were just talking about porn, where facials take on a whole other meaning. This a different so, kind of facial. Yeah. Is this is this you get the uh, Count Dracula to jizz on your face? Is that uh, a vampire facial?
1: It's like a. It, instead of instead of the count going uh, go, counting up, he counts down. Yes, in, that's in, right. That's right. Five. Ah uh, uh, Three. uh uh, uh two, oh, didn't make it. <laughs> didn't make uh, it. Pierre. Uh, so. Were you super... Okay, so this is talking about some stuff from a little bit a while ago. Were you super keyed into the viral news cycle in 2015? Uh, you probably clicked on something about vampire facials. The practice of injecting... This is what it is. Vampire facials are the practice of injecting plasma-rich platelets into your face. Like most 2015 beauty and wellness trends, vampire facials were popularized by the Kardashians who caused a minor sensation when she uh, underwent the procedure on blah, blah, blah. PRP therapy essentially involves taking blood, putting it through a centrifuge to extract plasma from it and re-injecting the plasma into your face, which purportedly makes you look youthful and well-rested.
0: So, uh, for everybody with that home centrifuge kit. Yes. Um, this is ridiculous. Why People shouldn't be allowed to peddle this kind of shit.
1: You think I'm bad by getting espresso cup because the goop editors never met an SEO friendly wellness trend they didn't like. One of the episodes shows Paltrow undergoing the practice, then breathlessly proclaiming its efficacy. Quote, my baby daddy was like, you look five years younger. She crows. That's great uh, reader. Uh, she looks exactly the same. Uh, while a number of spas offer the practice, there isn't actually any evidence to support the efficacy of PRP therapy. Of course uh, there no, isn't. There's no evidence
0: because it doesn't work. This is another stupid Hollywood trend. Yeah. I, it's like does somebody sit somewhere and say, you know what, for shits and giggles. Oh, my God. Let's, yeah. let's put out there that you should put blood in your face. Like, there is
1: evidence. Sorry, there is evidence that it could do more harm than good. Surprise, surprise. With the New Mexico Department of Health shutting down an Albuquerque spa, following two customers testing positive for HIV.
0: Awesome. So it's great. So it's really, you look great with HIV in your face. You look five years younger. Do You have an HIV face.
1: They shouldn't be calling it vampire facial because the expectation is that you'd live forever, not contract HIV and well, die prematurely. they call it a
0: vampire facial because... Um, these people spend all this time working on their appearance so they look good when they look in the mirror and vampires yeah. don't show up in mirrors.
1: Yeah, the whole thing is just fraught with inconsistency. Uh, so yes, you, okay. that's,
0: what, that's the problem. It's <laughs> I fraught guess that's... with inconsistency. <laughs> that's
1: right. So if you need another reason to avoid shelling out hundreds of dollars to effectively smear your blood all over your own face, that's a pretty good one. Holy shit. Okay, and claim number three. So moving on to claim number three. How many claims are there? There's three. There's three. All right. Okay, that's it inherently okay this is my favorite one of all just because of the copy and again this is from rolling stone so credit where credit's due claim three inherently it quote intuitive people have the power to communicate with the dead this is in the goop documentary ah. what are the most what co- me, do they let me, sell let, let me read you? This. what do they have a
0: ouija board <laughs> let what me product, read wait hang on what product do they sell that allows you to communicate with the dead Otherwise, why are they putting it as? They're
1: bringing it. They bring this guy in. Let me read this so we can get the full. We can get the full story. Um, One of the most consciously woo-woo episode. One of the most consciously woo-woo episodes of Goop Lab features a medium named Laura Lynn Jackson. Jackson is affable and pleasant and has suspiciously straight blonde hair. She claims to be able to contact deceased folks via an invisible quote screen, sort of like FaceTime for people who are worm food. Okay. She's paired with an academic expert, Dr. Julie Beischel of Windbridge Research Center to bolster Jackson's claim that there is there's scientific episode uh, evidence to support psychic abilities, citing a quadruple blind study as an example.
0: What (laughs) kind of institute is it? Like, is is this an institute that has a post office box?
1: I I, I, I might just be a business number, to be honest. It sounds like it's run out of the basement. Of, uh, Goop Lab takes a cursory stab at even-handedness by running through the methods of fraudsters such as, quote, cold readings, wherein psychics derive cues from the body language of their clients. It also features a skeptical employee whose reading is uneventful, uh, though it undercuts that pretty quickly by having a sobbing producer emerge from the background to say that Jackson was inadvertently giving her a reading instead. This is like, well, they you know even
0: that, first of all, that would indicate the psychic is pretty crappy. You can't, you can't focus. You, you missed your target. Yeah. you missed the target completely and you're getting somebody in another room. Someone's paying for a reading right sitting there and you're giving them a reading from somebody walking around in the background. Like that's, there should be some kind of malpractice for that.
1: Okay, so here's an answer to your question. Winbridge Research Center is a nonprofit, donation-supported research center run by Byshell and her husband. While she does indeed have a PhD, it is a degree in pharmacology and toxicology from the University of Arizona, which I'm pretty sure is an online. This would make her a pretty legit expert for Goop to consult if it were doing an episode on, say, the excreted metabolic product of amphetamine, but it doesn't necessarily render her an expert on whether the afterlife exists.
0: (sighs) I mean so basically goop is just a load of shit. It's a bunch of yeah. products with fancy write-ups that yeah. rich people buy because it makes them feel like rich people. Or right. that the, the middle class people buy because it makes them feel like rich people.
1: That's probably more more dead on. Basically, I would say that
0: suckers of all backgrounds yeah. buy this I mean I should put out something called poop and have yeah. a line of products. They're <laughs> all right. fecal-based. Fecal like, it's, yeah. you know, you, you, you put fecal matter into your face, and it helps yeah. smooth the wrinkles and stuff. It's like, good for... It.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's for like, it. we know you... We can, we can put the tagline, We've know you, we know you've tried smearing it on the walls. Now try smearing it on your face.
0: Yeah, and uh, the candle that, the, that's called, this candle smells like my dump. This candle um, smells
1: like my lunch.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> After processing. Yes. Um, all right. Um, very good. For always finding that
1: it always devolves into shit. But you know what? I'm trying to find pussy candle news topics, and I think this was a good one because it that was a good
0: one. This was a, this anything related to goop and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Falls into that candle or that, that category. That candle, um, yeah, yeah. That she created a candle. She said this candle smells like my vagina, and then yeah. Then, yeah, then there was that other product. This smells like my orgasm. Right. Like,
1: and now there's a now there's a documentary. It's just there's no freak. end to it if i don't know I, you should check out the documentary but beware it's pretty crazy like
0: all right let's yeah. uh, leave it there i know you have another uh shtick but let's save it for next week
1: oh we're gonna do uh first impressions we were gonna do that
0: yeah we'll do it next oh is it fast
1: yeah i have three and right, i, I wait, actually I, quick I, and then we're gonna I go was, okay all right i'll do first my first impressions
0: two. is anthony does an impression I have to guess it. The I haven't done this. The problem of this before is that Anthony's not great at impressions, and he does impressions of people not doing their signature lines. So not only does it not sound like them, but there's absolutely no indication how <laughs> that you can figure out that it is them. With okay. that introduction, go.
1: Okay. Uh, I. This is my first impression, and tell me if you can guess it.
0: It's a cat i have no idea chewbacca how do you not know chewbacca i know chewbacca i don't know somebody who sounds like a cat chewbacca's more that's
1: That's chewbacca come on
0: you sounded like you were gargling all right next
1: okay this one i actually am using copy i'm using a line from a movie okay all right all right My father was a relentlessly self improving boulangerie owner from Belgium with a low grade narcolepsy and a penchant for buggery. My mother was a 15 year old French prostitute named Chloe with webbed feet. My father would womanize, he would drink, he would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Sometimes he would accuse chestnuts of being lazy. The sort of thing, wait, hold on. The sort of general malaise
0: that <laughs> I lost it.
1: You got that? That was, that was That's, enough.
0: That's only like Monty Python.
1: Uh, okay, okay, let me do one more. Uh, when I was insolent, I was placed in a burlap bag and beaten with reeds. Pretty standard, really. At the age of 12, I received my first scribe. At the age of 14, a Zoroastrian named Dr. Wilma. Evil? Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Dr. Right. Evil. That's my Dr. Evil. Okay, and here's the third one. Here's the third one. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I got it. It's almost here. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, with respect, Master Wayne, perhaps this is a man that you Michael don't Cain. fully understand.
0: Thank you. There we All go. Right. Did All I right. do Michael
1: Caine last time? I can't remember.
0: Uh, Michael Caine, I believe, was in the Christopher Nolan Correct. Batman movie. Well, you know,
1: I wasn't going to put in Master Wayne because that gave it away pretty quickly.
0: Well, I knew it was Michael Caine. It was a pretty a good p- Michael Caine, wasn't a it? Pretty good Michael Caine. Very bad Chewbacca. Um, okay. <laughs> don't try to imitate special effects. Well, I thought line. it would
1: be. You said it would be quick, so I wanted to do a quick one.
0: All right. Gonna, All right. Not we're a lot done. of dialogue with Chewbacca. We're done. Check out New Music Nation at NewMusicNation.ca. Um, I still have to check out why I'm not getting the emails that I should be getting, so we're not going to give that out this week. Uh, but oh, you right. can go. You can tweet me uh, at uh, uh, at the Sock, um, and if you have uh, comments or questions about the podcast, uh, do that there. In- i'm gonna put
1: a link in the description as well
0: all right very good all right anthony go back yeah. to whatever it is you you do on a regular basis your weighted vest and all that other shit um My, yeah i'm uh, adjustable ed, dumbbells ed, yeah i'm ed the sock and that's been anthony and this has been at the sock lives see you next week yeah.